Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2019. We are Royally Rumbled, and this is episode 22. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And in this episode, we are talking all about NXT TakeOver Phoenix and Royal Rumble 2019. It is our season. That's right. It's Royal Rumble season, which means it's Royally Rumbled season. But before we get into that, let's let's talk a couple housekeeping things. Specifically, we got a couple news and notes. We are super excited to announce that we are uh, now official sponsors of Interspecies Wrestling's Boner Jam 4 Balls Out. That is right. Uh, it's not all in. It's balls out. Hashtag balls out. Uh, yeah, it's taking place Thursday, April 4th at 8 p.m. at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey. WrestleMania week. So that's the Thursday before all the fun WWE stuff starts. Uh, there's a ton of independent wrestling shows taking place that weekend, including isw's boner jam for balls out uh tickets start at just 25 dollars and can be purchased at bonerjam.brownpapertickets.com balls out um yeah dude that's exciting we're super excited to to be able to uh sponsor a show yeah it's gonna be really cool uh pretty sure it's being streamed on independent wrestling.tv which is very cool. What was the what was the main event of the card? Oh, if if you guys have never heard of Interspecies Wrestling before, uh, the main event is a fatal four way. Fans bring the Lego Death Match for the King of Crazy Championship, and we will see Addie Star defending her championship against Matt Tremont, Jeff Cannonball, and Viking. I've seen one of these. Fans bring the Lego death matches before uh, from ISW, and it's absolutely insane. I was at Interspecies Wrestling Presents Burger King of the Ring, uh, which was fantastic. So, but but this show's got a whole bunch of different stuff on it. The cards the cards awesome. We're getting Sexy Eddie versus Swoggle. Uh, we're getting Tony Deppin versus Jigsaw versus Werewolf of Wall Street. Versus Sanchez, uh, formerly Pinky Sanchez. Werewolf of Wall Street. Uh, we're getting uh, the Human Rocket, Leon St. Giovanni, versus Fluffy the Killer Bunny. And uh, many more. So go ahead and check out ISW on Twitter. That's at ISW. At ISDUB. It's going to be a show that you won't want to miss. Yeah, and if you've never seen a Lego deathmatch, um, oh my god. <laughs> it's uh, disgusting. You know the the pain of stepping on a Lego. Now imagine picking up somebody for a powerbomb and powerbombing them into a plastic tote full of Legos. Because that is the move that I saw when you showed me your DVD copy of Burger King of the Ring. Yep. Poor Addy and Star. It and was, it was brutal. So... Absolutely awesome. She's the king of crazy champions, so she's defending the title in the match. And this is, I believe, the first ever Fatal 4-Way. Lego Deathmatch? Lego okay. Deathmatch, yeah. Fantastic. So everybody, 
definitely give them a follow on Twitter. Check out their uh, backlog of of matches. Take in a Lego Death Match before you watch Boner Jam Four. Balls out. The other uh, news and notes thing that I wanted to bring up was we're running an entrance music tournament on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So go ahead, give us a follow at Royally Rumbled. Every day we're posting up different matches. We're posting up a poll every two days. You get to vote whose entrance music is better between these two. And the winners will move on in the tournament. Yeah, so far there's so far there's been some really good engagement with this uh, tournament that we're doing. Uh, the very first matchup, I felt terrible because at least 500 people were heartbroken that the Undertaker's theme didn't win. <laughs> so... Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun to kind of cultivate this tournament and, and just see how it goes. Hell yeah, dude. Super fun. Which we couldn't do without your help. So thank you very much, everybody who's retweeted and voted. Keep on going. So I think that's all the, uh, the, the bulletin board material that we had to, to go over. So let's, let's, uh, hop on a plane and fly into Phoenix as we get ready for NXT TakeOver Phoenix. Uh, which is a stacked card, in my opinion. Uh, and the first matchup being Matt Riddle versus Cassius. Oh no. Yeah, and this feud in particular has been going well. And it's been building since before TakeOver War Games 2. Their recent match on the final NXT of 2018 was pretty good. Their recent match on the final NXT of 2018 was pretty good. And uh, even including the post-match attack from Cassius Ono. Uh, I thought that was all pretty well set up. And I'm glad we're getting more to this feud rather than just a three-second match on a takeover. Yeah, their impromptu match at War Games was quick and i i I, like you had said i really enjoy the build for this because i I think it's it makes sense um that that ono wants to make an example out of all these nxt newcomers who keep rolling past him yeah and even utilizing keith lee from this past week's nxt was great putting ono over in a pretty big way to establish his credibility going into nxt takeover phoenix i thought that was cool uh, giving him the win over Keith Lee. And the friendship between Keith Lee and Matt Riddle is also fun to watch. And I know you and I have talked about them being a tag team. That's that's honestly, I selfishly want to see that be where Riddle goes. Uh, I would love to see the two of them team up and be a version of Power Man and Iron Fist. Because <laughs> that's it's just such an awesome dynamic between the two of them. Riddle is super impressive in the ring. Uh, he's way better than I expected. Um, his kicks, his holds, his selling even is fantastic. So I really, really enjoy watching him, and I didn't think that I would like him as much as I do. Yeah, I I agree, actually, because he's, he's a bro. Um, but he has potential to be a big star within not just NXT, but WWE itself. And I think that this was a really good choice of program to bring him in to help him get over. Definitely. So, who do you have winning? 
I have Matt Riddle. I also have Matt Riddle. He's gotta he's gotta win this one, in my opinion. Yeah, it would be weird for him to lose his first big feud because then where do you move him? You know, what do you do with him after that? Yeah. Um I don't know exactly where either of them will go after this is over. Uh, but I'd love to see Riddle maybe in the North American title picture or, like we said, forming a tag team and kind of bolstering NXT's tag team division. I have a theory on this that we can talk about a little later. Ooh. Foreshadowing. The next match is the NXT tag team title match featuring the champions The Undisputed Era taking on War Raiders. Undisputed Era has dominated the NXT tag team division since they won those titles. I think it's really interesting to point out that uh, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish aren't in any other matches during the night. So I expect this to basically be four on two to counter War Raiders power and size. Yeah, they are two of the most athletic big men I think I've ever seen in a ring. And they have such a deep brutal move set um i i love watching them so uh yeah it's interesting that you bring up adam cole and and bobby fish but i think that they're absent from the card for another reason hmm. which we'll also get into later hmm. interesting but just so imagine i would love to see war raiders get the titles here uh just to kind of change up what's been going on on NXT's tag team division to begin with. Because uh, Undisputed Era, like you've said, has, have dominated. They've carried for so long that it's hard to even think of anybody else as the tag champs for me. But NXT's always had a really good tag team division. So I think even if Undisputed Era retain, they're still going to have amazing matches with other teams, you know? Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. They're 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 phenomenal as a team. Uh I don't think anyone does it better in NXT at this point than Undisputed Era collectively, you know. I would I would like to personally see them retain cuz I love them as a team, but I think it's War Raiders time. So I'm going to go with the War Raiders winning the NXT Tag Team Championships. I also have War Raiders. Um and if they should win, uh, I would imagine they would lord over NXT's tag division for a very long time. But I don't even know about that because, like I said, there's the tag team scene on NXT is really competitive. Specifically, but like, there's, but there's nobody mm, right now. Well, NX, NXT just signed uh, two hot talents from Interspecies Wrestling. The Bad Boys, Chad and Brad Bad, also known as uh, 2.0 in Chikara. Who knows? Maybe they'll be future NXT Tag Team Champions. But you can see all of your favorites before they hit it big if you go to Interspecies Wrestling presents <laughs> Boner Jam 4, Balls Out. <laughs> Just keep plugging it all night long. Uh, so just to, just imagine this for a second, because I kind of alluded to it before, but we can kind of get into it here. Um, imagine if Undisputed Era loses here, and they appear in the Rumble and make the move to the to the main roster. 
Okay. All four of them okay. separately appear in the Rumble and just get embroiled in some sort of feud to head to WrestleMania. Mm. Maybe they could... Which I would I would love to see. Maybe they could uh, win the tag team titles off Shane McMahon and The Miz. But they're not the tag ta- champions now. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> oh, more <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh, but I, I, I want to just say this, too. I hate the constant asking of, is it time for so-and-so to move up to the main roster from NXT? Because it's not fair. Oh, absolutely. And NXT's not a a developmental anymore. I'd say it's like 70-30 developmental versus its own brand. Um, So I, I always, uh, people constantly talk about that stuff, and it does kind of annoy me. But there's at least three matches on this card where I'm like, does this guy go up now? Does this guy go up now? Just because it's been part of the conversation for so long. Yeah. So And it's WrestleMania season, so of course everyone's wondering who's making their debut on the main roster. Yeah, and, and the Royal Rumble is the most natural way to do something like that. So For sure. So we've got War Raiders winning. <laughs> Following that match, we have the NXT North American title match which features the champion, Ricochet, against Johnny Gargana. This match is going to be awesome. It's going to be my match of the night. I'm calling it right now. It's probably going to be the match of the weekend. I I absolutely agree that it would be the match of the weekend for sure. This is going to go either way, but it depends on what they're going to do with the future of NXT. Because exactly. I literally think the fate of NXT hangs in the balance for this match. Yeah, because depending on who wins, it it, it gives you an indication as to what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to say that this is a, a, a quote-unquote dream match, but oh my god, can you even believe that we're getting it? It's, Dude, it's going to be nuts. I love Johnny Gargano. He is... He is my favorite NXT superstar at the moment. Uh, he has been for a couple years now, and I'm I'm ready for Ricochet versus Johnny Gargano because we our brains haven't even processed what they're going to pull off in this match yet. No, and like, and Ricochet is so goddamn good. Like he, I'm I'm a huge Ricochet mark. I would say that Aleister Black's probably my favorite in NXT. But between him and Ricochet, I mean, it's a toss-up. So I'll go either way. Um, but I see Ricochet as kind of like the second coming of Rey Mysterio or Rey Mysterio type. Like, he carries that torch perfectly. You don't know what to expect in his matches. He's so athletically gifted. Uh, and he's super, super creative. So just anything that happens is going gonna, is gonna to blow your mind regardless of what it is. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, my gut wants to say that Ricochet is going to retain. However, however, I was thinking about this. The Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa story is not over. Nope. And I like that they're teasing a DIY reunion. I like that Tommaso Ciampa is pushing for Johnny Gargano to win the North American championship and have it be DIY reigning uh, champions on NXT. 
Yep. And I love that Champa instigated this feud. So what I'm thinking is going to happen here is Johnny Wrestling is going to pick up his first singles championship in NXT, which will push Ricochet into the main event to go after the NXT championship. Mm. And thus having Matt Riddle come in and chase Johnny Gargano for the North American Championship. Okay, I'm sold. I'm good with that. So that's that's my way of thinking. Therefore, I have Johnny Gargano winning the okay. NXT North American Championship. Now, whenever I'm 50-50 on a match, I always go with the champion. So I officially have Ricochet winning. But just imagine if Johnny wins and then Tommaso retains as well. Uh, Heel DIY as the two biggest champs in NXT. That's huge. Um, So I say if Ricochet wins, I'd love to see Matt Riddle versus Ricochet. Because those are two completely contrasting styles that would be so much fun to watch them kick the hell out of each other. And then the NXT women's title match is next. And we have Shayna Baszler, the champion, defending against Bianca Belair. So, this this just isn't me, right? This match is weird. It's like a really strange matchup from the beginning, right? I mean, I'm not a. I, I'm excited to see where it goes. It's just, it's out of nowhere. Bianca Belair was wrestling as a heel a couple weeks ago. And yeah, and she's still not necessarily face. No, and it's just, um, but she's she has to step up into that role to face the mega heel that is right. Shayna Baszler. And like both of these women are super capable, which is why I'm very excited for it because I think the match is going to be good. Yeah. Um, Belair's still undefeated, um, and. Shayna may have had the best promo of her career two weeks ago on NXT. Yeah. She's improved tremendously in that department. Um, I, I I was sold on this match because of that interaction. I agree. Uh, we we were talking about it the next day, actually. We, had, we were texting each other. And uh, she's come so far from where she was last year. And it's like clicking for her. And I really, 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 really love how much her character is evolving. Definitely. I admittedly was not a big fan of Bianca Belair at all from the first time that I saw her perform in the Mae Young Classic. I think the hair whip gimmick is tacky. And I felt like (laughs) she leaned on that too much. And she was like, I'm catty. So here's my hair. Um, but, but fast forward to now and I, like I watched her singles match with Nikki Cross from NXT Mm -hmm. and, and I could finally understand and appreciate all of the hype behind her. She's growing as a performer and I like that. Um, she, she definitely has some hype behind her. Her entrance music Uh, is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So who do you have winning? I think Shayna Baszler is going to retain here. Okay. Because NXT has a very weak women's division at the moment. Yes. From a star power standpoint. 
they they just lost Dakota Kai to an ACL tear. That sucks. Uh, so they can't afford to send Shayna anywhere. And I don't think her dropping the strap necessarily now would be a good decision. Um, I could also see her going to the Royal Rumble on Sunday. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be a call-up. I think she'll just be in the match. Yeah. I mean, so I don't think it would hurt Shayna to lose this match. I don't think that it would affect her character greatly to lose because we've seen her lose to Kyrie Sane and then bounce back. So it re- really wasn't a huge deal, in my opinion. Um, but what I think they need to do is preserve the streak for Bianca Belair because that's something that you could help build her confidence and her character off of. Um, however... When I go 50-50 on a match, I go with the champ, so I have Shayna Baszler. And that was another thing. Like, I think Bianca will be just fine after losing this match. But I'm wondering what she's going to be saying after she's no longer un-de-fee-ted. Well, right. That's why That's I think thing. it's more important that she... I, I think it's more important that she preserve that. Yeah, but um, I feel like it's becoming of, just a catchphrase for her. I don't think it actually matters that she's undefeated. Well, it wouldn't be a catchphrase if she wasn't. No, exactly. So but she's I'm saying she's got to be. But I'm saying like her being undefeated, like it doesn't seem she hasn't been around long enough for it to be like a thing. Like ninety percent of the people that come into NXT are undefeated because they wrestle so such a limited schedule you know like it's not like she's been here for two years re- and she's undefeated like oscar was like i think she's never even wrestled on a takeover the only way you get there is to have it start now so i think it's important that they keep that going but i don't have her winning i don't i'm not saying how shane is gonna win it could be by dq True. I just don't think that. I just don't think that uh, Bianca's gonna quote unquote win this match, but I don't think that she's gonna be pinned, and I definitely don't think she's gonna tap out. But let me ask a different question: Where the hell is Candice LeRae? That was gonna be my next point, actually, because I really want a Shayna Baszler versus Candice LeRae feud at Takeover New York. Like, let's get her involved. She's a fantastic wrestler, and she hardly ever wrestles. She, uh, I believe her last NXT match was against Nikki Cross during that whole Johnny Gargano, Nikki Cross, Alistair Black thing. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. I think I they're just they're trying like to dis- Holding her off or Yeah, what? I feel like they're just trying to distance her because Johnny is such a heel right now that it they don't want it to spill over. Yeah. I guess it's just it's weird that they have such a capable wrestler and they're not using her at all. Yeah. But anyway, I I think Shayna Baszler's got it. I think she's uh destined for success and she's one of the best female performers in the entire company right now. Agree to all. The main event that we've alluded to a little earlier features 
Tommaso Ciampa defending his NXT championship against Aleister Black. You know, this is a really great story that's been built and carefully crafted, and I'm very excited to see it pay off here. Champa, and it survived an injury. Yeah. Uh, Champa is arguably the best sports entertainer of all time. <laughs> and Alistair Black has all the tools to be the next breakout star on the main roster. He didn't quite live up to uh, the standards that I thought he would in NXT. Personally, just from my own. I thought he was going to be like the next Finn Balor for NXT. I don't think that they gave him the people to work with to get there. They didn't. Yeah, I, I don't. I think they gave him like as the champion. He had some lackluster feuds, but that wasn't his fault. True. You know, um, I'm just saying. I don't think he. I think I put too much hope into him succeeding in the way that Finn Balor succeeded in NXT. Yeah, well, I don't think anybody's going to hit Balor's level again. I agree. Because he kind of was NXT for a while, and I don't think that they want it to get to that point again. Because when Balor left, there was kind of a hole. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I really liked heel Ciampa when he was barely talking. But now he's talking a lot. And I don't like him as a heel because he's legitimately funny. Don't make me root for him. Like you, you, you've built him as like the best heel in in almost in almost the entire company. I think an episode or two ago we were saying he's the best heel in WWE. Yeah, and I think and now he's like making jokes and smiling and laughing. And I just uh, I get that there's layers to a character, but at the same time you've made him one thing and now you're making him another thing. I think he's probably the best heel in NXT history. But like yeah. you said, they're changing him up so much that the Tommaso Ciampa as NXT champion is completely different than the psycho killer Tommaso Ciampa that we got when he turned on Johnny Gargano initially. Yeah, because like, now I don't, I'm not fearful for what he's going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like you said, you're almost like, rooting for him. Yeah, he's kind of just like another one of the guys where I'm just like, now I'm not like, what's he going to do? Because there was a while where I was like, what is he going to do? And then he like dove off the, the stage and put Johnny through a table. Like that kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't know. I know in two other matches I suggested moving the participants around to different brands. But in this one, I can most certainly see Alistair entering the Rumble and immediately making an impact on either brand. That's true. Part of me thinks that they're actually going to keep him off TV. I don't think he'll be at the Rumble. I think maybe he won't be up there until after WrestleMania. Ugh. I, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think that's a good move, but I could see them doing that. Because he, he overcame uh, anti-hero Johnny. Mm-hmm. But will he be able to do it with Ciampa? Who do you have winning? So, I think uh, this match will exceed most expectations. But I think in the end, we'll get Ciampa vanquishing Black from NXT, officially closing the book on Black's NXT run. 
And I'm not sure if Johnny is going to play a factor in this match, but it depends on his match earlier that night. Yeah. I truly believe Champ is going to carry into NXT TakeOver New York and defend against Ricochet. Yeah, I mean, I have Champa winning. Uh, I'm just hoping that they put Alistair in the Rumble. Even if they put him in the Rumble and then keep him off TV till WrestleMania, just give him that moment. That's true. Um, but yeah, so I have I have Champa winning. I don't have any real doubt that that's going to happen. I know last year we got NXT champion uh, Andrade Cien Almas in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. So do you think? it's more likely for Champa to compete in the match as NXT champion or Aleister Black? I think it's more likely that we get Black off of a loss. I don't think that we're going to get Champa on the main, on any, any, I don't think we'll get Champa anywhere near the main roster until they're ready to make that move for, for real. Okay. Good point. Cause if they, if they, you can't tease that because he's the type of guy that's he's going to change it when he gets there. Like a Kevin Owens. Just just like a Kevin Owens. Like he's going to make an immediate huge impact. So I wouldn't even want to tickle it. I just either do it or don't with him. But I was also thinking it's not an uh, this isn't this hasn't even been an option that either of us have put forward. But what if both Johnny and Champa lose and they move up? Ooh. Like I didn't they're no longer on NXT and the both of them go to one brand together as heels. That would certainly make the tag team division way more interesting. On either show, really. Yeah. So that's just food for thought. I don't that's the least likely scenario in my opinion, but it's not one that I considered. That's why I wanted to throw it out there. But that is NXT TakeOver Phoenix. You ready to get into our namesake, that which is the Royal Rumble 2019? It's our show. This is our favorite pay-per-view. Collectively, the two of us have always agreed that this is our favorite (laughs) pay-per-view. So let's start with the pre-show, because there's been two matches announced for the pre-show. We have the United States Championship match which features the champion Rusev taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. We talked about how lame it was uh, for Rusev to have to defend Lana in these situations. Mm-hmm. Um, like, Lana's a wrestler. And like you had said to me, like, either let her be a wrestler or don't, but don't tread this line where... She takes a bump, and then Rusev's all of a sudden super concerned about her well-being because she took a bump. It's it's almost, going back to NXT, it's almost the same thing as the Candice LeRae issue. Mm-hmm. Like, she's the wife of the guy, so they can't help themselves but make the husband save her. But also, then she's in her own match, and it's okay. So, it's one or the other. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I can understand if she didn't have the capability to wrestle, but Lana's not bad at wrestling. No, she's good. She's very, very, very much improved from when she first started wrestling, like for sure. So uh, they should definitely just let her be on her own and Rusev shouldn't have to fight for her honor or whatever. Yeah, and this match is going to be decent like their other stuff. 
but I don't expect it to be anything special. It's going to be fun, and it'll get the crowd hyped up, which is exactly what it's meant to do on the kickoff. I mean, so I guess this is the required championship rematch, even though we told those were gone? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) But when's the last time we even saw Shinsuke in a match? Probably when he lost the belt. And then they had that weird thing where he Lana jumped on his back and Rusev kicked him in the face. Yeah. Is that the last time he yeah. was in the ring? I think so. So I don't know. It's it's weird. But what a death spiral for Shinsuke in WWE that he's been on. <laughs> Dude, I was just about to say, I hate Shinsuke, so it's going to be a very happy Rusev day. But like, so like, no, seriously, think about it. Because a year ago, in the he wins the Rumble and goes to WrestleMania. And they turn him heel. He has a really weird obsession with kicking AJ Styles in the nuts. Mm -hmm. And then he doesn't do anything. They give him the U.S. title. He doesn't do anything with that, like, at all until he drops it to Rusev. Um, I don't imagine that he's going to re-sign with WWE when his contract is up. Sorry, hold on, let me... Let me wipe the tear from my eye. Um, <laughs> I think that he'll. I think that he'll go back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's what I think. I could see that. And honest to I, God, it's probably better for him. Yeah, seriously. Because um, he just got he got so botched. He had so much hype coming out of NXT, and he was awesome in NXT. And his matches with Ziggler right out of the gate didn't stack up, and then it's just kind of he had the been... he had the WWE Championship opportunity with Jinder, where he lost both times. Yeah, to Jinder for God's sake. Um, so it was weird. Uh, but I have Rusev winning. I want Rusev to retain and get a huge. Uh, I want it, I want Rusev to have a big feud going into WrestleMania. Like I want it to be big for him. And I also hope that they let face Rusev be a thing. Just let it be a thing. I had hoped that him winning the United States Championship back would have kind of propelled him in a direction. And it kind of has. But I think once once we move past the Shinsuke Nakamura match and Rusev retains, I think he'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just uh, For me, it just depends on what they put him into next. Um, but you and I have a really good idea for Rusev. We're just waiting on somebody to ask us about it. (laughs) Taurus Rusev can still be a thing. And now he's got the U S championship. Let's make it happen. People. (laughs) All right. Ring the bell. (laughs) (laughs) This next match. I'm very excited about. We have a fatal four way for the cruiserweight championship, which has champion buddy murphy facing akira tozawa versus hideo itami versus kalisto dude this match is going to be awesome like along with all of the other cruiserweight championship matches that we've gotten lately this match making it a multi-man match is going to blow people's minds especially like the talent alone look at the talent (laughs) yeah I'm 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 huge. I'm hugely over for Tozawa. Huge over for Tozawa. He's so much fun. Dude, right? He's got like the the crowd interaction with the ha 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 yeah. thing like his his moveset's great like I'm also really happy to see Hideo Itami in this spot in this opportunity. Right? Uh, he's he's the I only almost, 
he's the only guy in this match who hasn't held the cruiserweight championship before. I almost forgot he was in the damn company. Well, his injury in 2015 really stalled out his career. Yeah. Uh, because that definitely. took him over a year to get back from and then he got hurt again yeah and nxt had kind of passed him by at that point mm-hmm. he was gonna be like the finn balor yeah and then balor showed up and just kind of took it <laughs> um and, and and buddy murphy's been awesome as champ and every match of his has been absolute dynamite even this past uh tuesday on 205 live i really 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 enjoyed the triple threat match between the challengers and i'm really glad that atami picked up the victory probably doesn't say much for his chances in the match but i mean you never know Um, uh and then if they wanted to move that title and have murphy chase this is the time i think so because like this would this would be this is the opportune time to keep Murphy strong because he doesn't have to be involved in the in the decision. Yeah. So the only I thing would I definitely d- consider it. The only thing that I don't want is I don't want Kalisto to win. <laughs> you don't want Kalisto to win to just get the strap on Raw when he has Lucha House Party matches. I don't like what they've done with Kalisto's character since he breaking a, him he has up a character with Sin Cara. He has a, he has a character. <laughs> Well, yeah, he's the lucha guy. Right, exactly. That's his character. Amanda, my so my, we were watching Raw, and my wife was like, oh, is that just supposed to be Lucha New Day? And I was like, no. And she's like, what do you mean no? They're handing stuff out to the crowd. They're carrying pinatas. They're just wearing masks. It's, it's Lucha New Day. And I was like, holy shit, she really makes some compelling points that i can't necessarily refute (laughs) i got nothing (laughs) i I, like i i attempted to defend it and i was just like wait a minute no she's right oh my god who do you have winning uh buddy murphy because i wasn't sure (laughs) robert once again his default i don't know so i'm gonna go with the champ yep uh it's like home field advantage i just pick i just pick the guy who's got the strap that's it yeah. Uh, I'm also going to have to go with Buddy Murphy. He's been killing it. Um, and he's going to continue as the juggernaut of 205 Live. Although I will settle for a Hideo Tommy Cruiserweight Championship run because I think that would be awesome. But that's just. Just throwing it out there. Just just for shit. I mean, gigs, for sure. Especially because they started teaming up Hideo Tommy with Aria Davari. Yeah. So I think that's like a cool combination. Everybody everybody in this match has someone in their corner except for Buddy Murphy. But he doesn't need one because he's the juggernaut. It's true. So there you go. But so I think Buddy Murphy is going to win. But I would also be okay with either Hideo Itami or Akira Tozawa winning. But not Kalisto. <laughs> so anyone but Kalisto. <laughs> anyone but Kalisto. Hashtag anyone but Kalisto. <laughs> Oh shit. All right. Uh so ring the bell on that and let's move on to the main card. Where we first have the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match featuring the champions The Bar versus 
The Miz and Shane McMahon. Um, I mean, this match went from being a silly concept to actually being super interesting and entertaining. And I fully believe that it's because of The Miz. Dude, the build for this has been like good <laughs> like like really good like yeah, i think and it's i think the miz could do anything yeah face miz has been the best and like shane is super sloppy and clumsy in the ring but always his selling he's he's one of the best at selling yeah the, the brogue kick that he took on smackdown dude, the brogue kick he flew like 14 feet. And then the table spot immediately afterwards. Yeah, that was brutal. Like, if there's one that thing that like Shane McMahon hurt. is good at, wrestling-wise, it's selling. He gets he oh, gets his ass kicked and makes it look good. No, yeah, dude. She, uh, my favorite thing on SmackDown for the go-home SmackDown was uh, on the outside of the ring, Miz laid on top of Shane to cover him up when the bar were beating him down. That was the funniest thing in the world to me. Because Miz was like, no, leave him alone. <laughs> and shielded him with his own body. It's like really interesting because all of a sudden the Miz has all this respect for Shane. and Well, so so uh, this goes all the way back to uh, the World Cup tournament to determine the best in the world. And uh, <laughs> it's it was strange and stupid booking at the time, but it's been carried on for so long that now we're reaping the benefits of whatever that was uh and presumably that's going all the way to wrestlemania so they did something in what november the beginning of november that's carrying through this long that's huge yeah um i will say that the bar as a team from a storytelling perspective are a great foil for the miz and shane as a team the bar have been dominating the tag divisions for almost three years. And I say divisions because they've been on both shows and they've been multi-time champs on both shows. Mm -hmm. um, where Miz had to convince Shane McMahon to join him as a partner. The bar is like a well-oiled machine and Shane and Miz are not. Not even a little bit. So with all of that, I have to think that with all this work for Shane and Miz, it's going to turn into a title win here. And Shane and Miz get the victory. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to see Miz and Shane win the tag team titles. But whatever, you know, Sheamus and Cesaro <laughs> lost to a 10-year-old at WrestleMania. So nothing's out of the realm of possibility here. Um, so let me, let, me, let me save this for you a little bit. They're a great pure babyface team, Shane and, and Miz. They get cheered like crazy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that Miz turns on Shane before WrestleMania. Well, yeah. I mean, we're totally going to get Miz versus Shane at WrestleMania. So we get the reversion of from face Miz, who will eventually reveal his true self to be the Miz we all know. Well, uh, well yeah, he's and, he's clearly using it to angle Shane to get opportunities. Yeah. yeah. So I just I just think that that's where we're going to... We're going to wind up with Shane versus Miz at WrestleMania in some fashion. But right now, it's a lot of fun because I feel like we know it's going there. So that's why the journey is, is really exciting. Yeah, because we're just like living in the moment. 
If I if I had to bet on my gut, I would go with Shane and Miz winning the belts. Yeah. Yeah, I have them winning as well. Awesome. The Raw Women's Championship match. Ronda Rousey, the champion, taking on the challenger, Sasha Banks. I love that Sasha is back on this level. Before Ronda Rousey came in a year ago, Sasha was trusted in big event matches just like this. So she and Ronda, I believe, will have a really great match. Yeah, and anything's better than Nia Jax, so... Agree. Sure, let's get Sasha in there, you know? <laughs> this, I think the match will be good. Probably really good. But Sasha's tapping out to the armor. Yeah. I mean, their social media interaction has been crazy. <laughs> Sasha's out there cursing on Instagram at her. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I'm, I really like that Sasha and Bailey also got the the victory over Ronda to hand her her first loss this past Monday on Raw. Mm-hmm. So that adds fuel to Ronda's fire in order to overcome the odds or whatever. Um, but I just, I definitely don't want to see Natalia out there with Ronda. No. <laughs> because they, they love doing that and they love just... Little buddy, little buddy Natalia getting yeah, in the match. Just, I'm just in my friend's corner. All right. Um, I will say you you brought up this past Monday on Raw. Um, Ronda's promo from Monday. Mm. How'd you feel about that? I mean, I know I saw a couple people saying like that it was terrible. And then I also saw a couple people saying it was believable because she's flustered. But like. She wasn't even like she wasn't even flustered. She didn't come across flustered. She came across as like scatterbrained almost. Okay. Now see I liked it. I liked that she was emotional. I liked that she was passionate. Uh but like you said, I saw people giving her shit for it, but I liked it. Um yeah, she flubbed some lines and she started a little bit, but like haven't you ever been mad? <laughs> like that's my question for everybody that was giving her shit for it. That's true, Haven't you but ever been mad? She's she's playing a character on television. She should right, but like she's playing a version of herself on television. Fair. She's not, she's not like I'll give you that. She's not like Gold Dust. You know what I mean? Where it's like <laughs> a full blown character. That's true. She's like she is a a version of herself, Ronda Rousey, on television. She is the baddest so, woman on the planet. Right. That's why she's able to go from smiling when the crowd gives her adoration to angry face when she's walking down the ramp like she's because people are complex like that yeah. <laughs> so um i i definitely give uh that that promo a thumbs up i thought it was i thought it was good it, it showed you how passionate she was and i think that having only been officially in the wrestling business for one year she's has there been a more incredible year for a rookie ever no she's done she's done so much more than anybody even thought she probably could. Like, who thought she was going to pick it up that fast? You know? Yeah, she, um... She's doing pretty good for herself. <laughs> she's doing good. She's doing, from my perspective in my basement, she's doing pretty good for herself. <laughs> uh, she alright. She alright. Yeah, so I've got so I've got Ronda winning. Um, I still think we're getting Ronda versus Becky versus Charlotte at WrestleMania in a triple threat. Uh, it's most likely going to be for the Raw Women's Championship, if 
I'm booking that match. That's what's happening. Um, and I think that we're going to get Sasha and Bailey winning those gorgeous tag team title belts for the women. Well, let's see if she could uh, salvage her career after tapping out to Ronda Rousey. She's lost before. It's no, not I like... know. It's a joke. It's a joke. Oh. It's a joke. <laughs> I don't understand. I, she's lost before, Jordan. I don't understand. Well, if Ronda loses, that's it. Her career is well, over. This is the part where you put the, the the two shot of us up and we just argue back and forth over top of one another. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, excuse me, let me finish. But can I finish? <laughs> okay, I'm finished. <laughs> Well, I don't think Sasha's really that great in the ring as people make her out to be. Every time somebody says that, I want to slap them in the face. She's so good in the ring, it's ridiculous. You don't have to like her attitude. I'm not asking you to like her attitude. She's fantastic in the ring. That's not denied. That's not a question. Mm -hmm. All right. Ring the bell. So the WWE Championship match. The new Daniel Bryan, the champion taking on the real AJ Styles. The new versus the real. The new Daniel Bryan versus the real AJ Styles. And my God, what a story these two have put together. It's easily one of the best things about 2018, in my opinion, and it has now spilled over into 2019. Daniel Bryan's promos have been stellar, and I am fully invested in his character and his attitude shift yeah the uh the new daniel bryan has been a fantastic reinvention for the character daniel bryan like completely reinvigorated his career in my opinion like pre-injury daniel bryan was fun and happy and living it up freshly cleared from injury daniel bryan is angry and i love it Mm mm-hmm and AJ's, like, he's become more fierce now, too, after losing the title. And it makes his character more interesting when he's chasing. Okay, so that's where I'm kind of, like, iffy, okay? Uh, I don't know how I feel about the real AJ Styles, quote-unquote. Uh, this roster, and I don't mean just SmackDown, I mean Raw and SmackDown together, the main roster is depleted of good main event level baby faces. And it sucks to me that AJ's now more of a tweener. I wouldn't even say that. I think he's still a baby face. I just think he's more aggressive. I, That's yeah, the way I, just, I would put it. And I don't really think that they've done enough to explain why. Like, I know Vince bumped for him in that segment a few weeks ago, but now they're sharing a ring together and there's no ill will. So that just seems weird to me. Well, I mean, that whole setup was weird, but I guess it's just to show, like, that he's got a killer instinct or whatever. So who do you have winning the WWE Championship? Um, I don't see Brian's reign ending here. And, and like you said, there really aren't any interesting faces worthy of a WWE Championship match. So... I think it's going to be really interesting to see where they go next, and I think it's probably going to lead to an Elimination Chamber match yeah, for the title, um, yeah. which I hope to God that Mustafa Ali gets a shot inside the chamber. He would be a lot of fun in the chamber. Dude, right? Yeah. 
He would be a lot of fun in the chamber. Mixing it up with guys like Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan inside the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Give it to me now. That'd be cool. This is why I think this match is so weird because it's it's like a championship rematch and there's not much of a actual story between the two of them. It's more they're on their own individual stories. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's where the disconnect is for me because I'm just like, oh, okay, we get Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles again. That's going to be fun, but they're not in the roles that I would prefer to have that match in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so um, I have the villainous vegan Daniel Bryan winning. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping. <laughs> Sorry, that broke me. <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. The villainous vegan Daniel Bryan. I hope that's a t-shirt. I really want that to be a t-shirt. They could have it. Um, I'm hoping that the Rumble winner is an NXT superstar, which we haven't had yet, uh, or someone from Raw, and they could jump ship to SmackDown and challenge Daniel Bryan for the title. That's really interesting to think about. Because we haven't had an NXT superstar like show up, win it, and pick his spot yet you know what i mean so that would be a fun new thing they promised us fun and new in 2019 god damn it and <laughs> that's what i want we'll we'll get to the rumble match but is there anything no, else we got yeah well I, so what do you want aj to do after this like what is there for aj to do after this fight vince mcmahon <laughs> in the face <laughs> um no i want I don't aj know. We we talked about it, I think, last episode. I want AJ to rejoin the club. That'd be a good idea. Just uh, just wreak havoc as a tweener faction. Yeah. yeah. Fight the I'm good okay guys, fight the bad guys. It doesn't matter. We're too cool for school kind of thing. Like, that would be a lot of fun for me, I think. Especially because AJ hasn't really had an opportunity to team with those guys. For long. No, I mean, like when they first came in, they were they did it a little bit. They did the beat John Cena thing. Yeah, but that was. But it was really short lived. It was really short lived if you think about it. So, but now they'll have an opportunity to really dig into things, especially on SmackDown. Exactly. Exactly. Put them in a feud with the New Day. Perfect. That'd be a lot of fun. Next, we have the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match. Featuring the champion Asuka taking on one Becky Lynch. Right out of the gate, Asuka's title reign has been a little lackluster thus far. Well Is that fair to say? She she won it at TLC and they haven't she hasn't done anything. No, I know, but like even on SmackDown, like Well, she's completely know, overshadowed she's completely overshadowed by Charlotte and Becky Lynch. Definitely. She's definitely like the third fiddle, which sucks. Um, and the focus on SmackDown has been who's going to challenge Asuka. Right. So I I understand that. So we're a couple months removed from uh, Becky Lynch catching fire and winning the women's championship and then subsequently losing it. Um, so you can't, so we talked about it then, but getting into it now, you cannot tell me that Becky's injury did not cool her off. 
No, it absolutely right? did. Like, like, we could agree now, right? Yeah. Like, the reaction is not that same level. No. As it was. And I think it's because of the injury, but I also think it's because they intentionally cooled her off. They intentionally pumped the brakes on Becky Lynch. Well, because that was never Be- supposed to be part of the story. Right. They didn't want her to get a huge reaction on her own. They want to control when she gets the reaction. So they pumped the brakes on it, and they tried to give her a little bit here and there to keep the people interested in her. But they want they want to give you the huge Becky Lynch reaction. But they don't want it yet. So therefore, I have Oscar retaining here. I agree. I also have Oscar retaining. I hope the match is good. Um, Oscar, Oscar, like we said, could use the momentum, and a win yeah. over the man would certainly help. Um, but I'm sure somehow, some way, Becky Lynch is going to lose the match, and then weasel her way into the Royal Rumble. I'm glad you said that because I have a scenario that we will talk about very shortly i too have a scenario and i cannot wait to hear yours (laughs) um but what do you think happens with asuka so she wins she wins she beats becky let's say she i don't know if she tap becky but maybe she pins becky right yeah then what that's i have no idea uh do we because there's like more time between now and Wrestlemania so do you put her against Carmella or the Iconics you know like what yeah I, I would say I would say that you give her a a, a short lived Mandy Rose feud to get Mandy Rose like a little gassed up and then at Wrestlemania you get a six pack challenge match that's fair, but that's that's the problem because with SmackDown, they focus so much on Charlotte and Becky Lynch that they literally forget how good the rest of their women's division is. Oh, no, exactly. But So the scenario that we're going to talk about later, Charlotte and Becky are no longer on SmackDown. I'll just put it that way. Okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. I, I just, I'm going to tease it a little bit. Charlotte and Becky are no longer on SmackDown. The rest of that the rest of that division gets to showcase themselves against Asuka at WrestleMania to gas everybody up. But I think they're giving Mandy Rose a little bit, so I think it'd be cool to get her against Asuka. She's going to lose. She's totally going to job out to Asuka. It's fine. It's not going to harm her in any way. No. But it makes you believe her when we get to the next thing, you know? Yeah. So, so that be that all as it may. Becky Lynch is not ready for Oscar. Uh, and next up, we have the Universal Championship match featuring the champion Brock Lesnar versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah, we did it. Balor's in the main event picture. We we did it. Unfortunately, Brock is also still there. And honest to God, this is the most interesting match on the card for me. And that says a lot with both Rumble matches. This is the most <laughs> well, interesting yeah, match, it's... in my opinion. Because I, I want Lesnar to lose that title so bad. Like, 
Oh, so desperately. bad. Desperately. Um, like, we were so desperate, we were willing to give it to Roman Reigns win it, and neither of us were Roman Reigns fans. Cancer notwithstanding. Um, but here we are. Finn Balor's in the, in the spot. We've been hearing the last couple weeks, maybe the last month or so, if you want to go back that far, about who does and doesn't believe in Finn Balor. Um, so I think that's not accidental. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, the other day on Twitter, <laughs> funny enough, we uh, we kind of were discussing the the pros and cons between booking this match. Someone had suggested that the match is stupid, and the reason why WWE is in the toilet is because they are putting Brock Lesnar up against a guy like Finn Balor. And he specifically said it comes down to the size difference. Yeah. Which is completely asinine. And also didn't refute when we suggested that he wanted weight classes in WWE, which really wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, because... Because then who does Nia Jax wrestle? Let's put it this way. You're essentially equating Finn Balor's size to Brock Lesnar, but then you'd also have to discredit Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar because Eddie Guerrero's smaller than Finn Balor. Yeah, shorter. Not he didn't weigh less, but but he Eddie was more stocky, but he was shorter. Yeah, Eddie's only five eight. If you're looking at purely at like height, like it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then there's a lot of like jabbing at how fit Finn is, which is really weird. Yeah. Like, I oh no, he's going to beat Brock Lesnar with his abs. And I'm like, dude, he probably could. Brock <laughs> Lesnar's never seen abs like that in his life. So did anyone want to see Brock versus Braun three? Like, no, nobody wanted to see Brock versus Braun three. I sure as shit didn't. No. Boring. Right. <laughs> um, So, I don't know. I'm super happy about Finn being here. I don't think that it's accidental that they've been mentioning all this stuff about believing in Finn Balor and having to prove himself to Vince and earn his shot, quote-unquote, against all the beef, uh, which was really freaking awkward. Um, He beat four dudes in one night to get there. He did. You know? He did. So... uh, we're currently in uh, hashtag Demon Watch 2019. Um, there was an interview that Finn did saying that he doesn't have a concept for the demon for this match because it was put together so last minute. Um, he said that the man Finn Balor will be out there Sunday. I believe that this is still a misdirect. Yeah, um, I'm not entirely sure about that, but... I I would love to see the demon, and I think that's the only way that we're gonna see Finn Balor beat Brock Lesnar clean. I think that um, Finn still may come out as the demon. I'm not closing the door on it the way he probably anticipated everybody would after that interview. So I mean, I I certainly believed that he was telling the truth because why else would you do an interview like that? 
to throw people off or to get people to stop asking him if he's going to do it. I mean, I guess. Because everybody just, like, nobody asks him how he feels about the match. They're just like, are you getting painted up? And it's like, all right, let's talk about the match here because I'm still that guy. They got to put the paint on me, you know. So I think he was just trying to make the focus himself rather than the, the, the paint that he wears. So who do you have winning? I've got to go Lesnar because there's a significant chance he holds this belt until WrestleMania. Um, where he'd probably lose to Seth Rollins. But I'd much prefer Finn Balor to win here. I just don't think it's happening. So I'm I'm managing my expectations. I hope to God that I'm wrong. Well, I'm just going to dive headlong into it. I have Finn Balor winning, and I want to see Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre for the Universal title at WrestleMania. Let's go! Bye, Brock Lesnar. Bye, shitty fanboy marks. Good night, everybody. Get the f- <laughs> <laughs> Finn Balor, new Universal Champion, second ever two-time Universal Champion, Finn Balor. Let's do it. Let's do it. Do it. Why put a focus on saying that you're going to change the booking of your programming? Why say believe in Finn Balor as much as you've been saying it the last two or three weeks? Why put all that time into it if we're not going to pay it off? Let's pay it off. Finn Balor, Universal Champion, going into WrestleMania season. Let's do it. I think the reaction that he would get if he were to pin Brock Lesnar clean in the ring would be extraordinary. Kingmaking. And what better way? Who else could it have been other than the ordinary man who can do extraordinary things. That's a fantastic way to sell that match. There's a, there's a fantastic way to sell the outcome of that match. Like perfectly done. Like anybody could do anything. Like that's his whole Balor clubs for everyone. Anyone can do anything like that's his whole thing. So why is he not marketable to be the universal champion? Cause he's, because Brock's doing so many morning talk show appearances. That's what they want. Well, he's, when have you he's ever the most recognizable the, star that the company has. Oh, that's right. Remember when that was said? He, We were told, for anyone that was not following that on Twitter silently, thanks for not jumping in, by the way. Um, <laughs> we were told that Brock Lesnar okay, is the most recognizable face in WWE. I'm going to say it again because it bears repeating. We were told that Brock Lesnar is the most recognizable face in WWE. First of all, he's not. They they didn't put any any uh, conditions on it, right? So immediately I was like, uh, Dwayne, John Cena. Uh, and he's like, oh, an actor and a guy that's a that's that they said part time. Which, a, there's a part-timer and an actor. And I was like, that's not... Who's more part-time than Brock Lesnar? Yep. I think Cena worked more days last year than Lesnar did. Yep. Who's more part-time? He said, he said, walk up to a random guy in a bar and ask him if he knows who Brock Lesnar is. And I'm like, if your outlook on the world <laughs> is through the eyes of random men at a bar... 
maybe delete your Twitter account. <laughs> like, maybe. Because who gives a shit what a random guy at a bar thinks about who's more recognizable? When you say that, what you really mean to say is who's the most mainstream WWE superstar? That's how it translates in my head. Because recognizable doesn't mean anything. The Rock is clearly the most recognizable with Hulk Hogan and Cena and Stone Cold all rolled in there. And Ric Flair because he's got crossover appeal like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you can't say, like, recognizable doesn't mean anything. What you're saying is who's the most mainstream? Is Brock really that mainstream? No. Like, would your mom know who Brock Lesnar is? <laughs> but but she, even- My mom knows who who John Cena is. My mom knows who The Rock is. My mom knows Hulk Hogan, and my mom knows Ric Flair. Like, would she be even? Would she be able to name Brock Lesnar? No, she'd be like, "Oh, that's that really sweaty guy, whose face turns red two minutes into matches." <laughs> I don't even think she'd know that, but she wouldn't even know that. I was putting that in there as an editorial. <laughs> but, but still, like <laughs> a- another thing that they said was. Well, if they have someone like Finn Balor beat Brock Lesnar, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt his character. Yeah, because we have to protect the character of Brock Lesnar. The character Brock Lesnar. Who gives a flying about Brock Lesnar's character? He doesn't even care about his character. (laughs) He did a whole show of Raw where he was sitting in the back reading Backwoodsman magazine. (laughs) It's oh god. Who like who if who cares about his character? What are they protecting? They didn't care about it when they had Goldberg come in cold off the street and spear him twice and pin him. Right? And then have Goldberg carry to Goldberg won the championship from Kevin Owens and then carried to WrestleMania just to drop it to Lesnar anyway. There was no character development there. He doesn't talk. What character does he have? It's a stupid argument made by stupid people that were just trying to get us to block them, which is their ultimate goal if you go to their Twitter accounts and look at them. So, whatever. It's just a stupid, stupid argument. He was like, well, no, who, what, what current star is more recognizable than Brock Lesnar? And I wanted to say Ronda Rousey, but I didn't. Hmm. Mm, what a pull. I wanted to say Charlotte Flair, arguably. True. She was in the body issue. Like, so many more people saw Charlotte Flair. You could even you could even argue Roman Reigns to a degree. To a degree, yeah. You could say Roman Reigns. But I knew if I said Roman Reigns, suddenly I'm a 12-year-old kid who just likes Roman Reigns. And that's not... I'm not... Def- <laughs> like, I don't like the character Roman Reigns. It's not fun. I hate that he was given everything constantly it was annoying we talked about it every episode mm-hmm. we talked about every episode stupid but yeah fickle uh, so let's hope finn balor impotent let's hope finn balor conquers the beast this sunday fickle let's uh jump on over to the women's royal rumble match let's so, so this one's going to be wild because it's the second ever 
so there's seven participants that haven't been announced yet. So name name one surprise. All right. Well, I'll name the only surprise that matters. Okay. I believe that they announced at 23 of the women up front because this is going to be pretty straightforward and they want the surprises that they give you to pack a punch, right? Okay. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. They did that thing on Twitter last Sunday where they were announcing who was going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble and everybody's like, oh my God, they're ruining the surprises. None of the ones that they announced are really a surprise. They're all... They're established talent. They're all established talents. They're all from both regular brands. Like none of them were shocking. Um, I think the most shocking thing was on Monday when Alexa Bliss announced that she's healthy and she's going to be in it. That was the most shocking thing that we got. Um, everybody else, if I gave you both rosters and said who's going to be in the women's rumble, you you run through all of the ones that were announced and you and you run out, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So the big surprise. This is this is my scenario, okay? Uh, I think Becky Lynch loses her match to Asuka, and she enters the Rumble at 29. Charlotte will have already been in early in the Rumble, and she will last all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Charlotte will see Becky coming out and get incensed. The two of them together, without touching each other, will clear the ring... And then Carmelo will come out, and we will get a sequel to their awesome triple threat match that we had on SmackDown Live a few weeks ago. And Becky will win the Royal Rumble. Okay. Interesting. Um, I also think, I think R-Truth's going to show up at number 30. Yeah, no, I... if they don't do that, that's a missed opportunity. It is. I definitely think he's going to enter in the Women's Rumble thinking, Oh, I heard number 30 and I just walked out. Definitely. So, but I also think one of the surprise returns is going to be Victoria. Because mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. been saying it for a year now, because I wanted <laughs> her to show up in last year's Rumble. But this year, for 2019, she's announced that this will be her final year wrestling. She's yeah. retiring after this year. So I think now is the time to bring her back, put her in the Rumble match, let her get her moment. Mm hmm. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm Yeah, no, it. I dude, I 100% behind Victoria getting in the in the Rumble. I definitely thought she was going to be in last year, so um the circumstances being what they are, I definitely think that she should be there for sure. But to your point of Becky winning the Royal Rumble, um I think the finish is going to come when Becky gets in the match somehow being entered at 29 say or whatever. Same scenario as you, but I think it's going to come down to Charlotte and Becky in the ring together, and both of their feet are going to hit the floor at the same time, and then they both face Ronda in a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's I mean that's the that's the ultimate goal place that I'm trying to go anyway. So, um, Charlotte always winds up putting herself into matches that she wants to be in, <laughs> right? So. I don't think that you'd need to do the 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 double uh, win, but I I like that scenario. I think that that's an easy way to explain it. They just go like, well, both of them touch; they're both in. Mm-hmm. That's totally cool with me. I would love to see that. So we what we usually what we did last year is we both picked 
someone from Raw, someone from SmackDown, and then like an MVP. So if 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 a female superstar from Raw won, who would it be? Ruby Riot. I don't think it's going to happen, but that's my pick from Raw because I I I think yeah. that someone from SmackDown is winning the Rumble. I absolutely agree with that. I have Ember Moon just because I did it last year, that's and I'd fair. like to see her get her push finally. That's fair. Um, so if if I were picking someone from Raw, I'd like to see it be Ember Moon. I still think it's going to be Becky Lynch. But who do you have as your MVP? Probably Ember Moon. Ember Moon or maybe Naomi. Okay, that's cool. Uh, last year, I had said Sasha Banks. And I was not wrong. No. She was in at like number two and she lasted pretty much the whole match. Um, so I was pretty happy with that. This year I'm saying Charlotte will be the MVP. I think she's going to be in at like number two and she's just going to last the entire run. She's going to have the longest time in a, in the women's rumble yet. I mean, if anyone can do it, it's her. Exactly. Exactly. I, I actually... Think that that, that's a way if she doesn't win or if they don't do the co-win thing that you had pointed out. That's a way to keep her Relevant. name at the top of everybody's mouth. And, like, from SmackDown, my winner would be Charlotte if we have okay. a straight winner. I think it's going to be Charlotte. Okay. Well, mine is Becky, so. That's cool. I like it. So excited for the Rumble. And we always now we get two a year, which is awesome. Yeah. Maybe even three if we get the greatest Royal Rumble again. That's not okay. That's fine. <laughs> the greatest Royal Rumble again. Uh, the, the <laughs> ring the bell. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the men's Royal Rumble match. Only 20 out of the 30 participants have been announced so far. So, once again, name one surprise entrant. Uh, if you listen to the NXT portion of our program... Uh, I said I'd like to see Aleister Black um, and or the entirety of the Undisputed Era, not just Adam Cole. That's cool. If I had to pick one, I'd say Kevin Owens. Okay. Bring Owens. That's not, I mean, yeah, surprise because he's not announced, I yeah. guess. That, yeah. yeah, that counts. So, Like, I'm fully expecting him to be in it, so I'm not surprised by saying that, but I... <laughs> I get what you're going for. I understand. <laughs> Kevin Finn Owens. <laughs> uh, who you got winning from uh, Raw and SmackDown and your MVP? Uh, so I definitely think someone from Raw is winning the men's Rumble. Me too. Um, so SmackDown winner, I just said Samoa Joe. Because okay. I'd like to see Samoa Joe get like a decent push. I think I, I, I think I would go with Andrade for SmackDown, because why okay. not? Why not? Right, why not? Um, for my Raw winner, and who in the scenario I presented earlier about the WWE Championship, uh, having someone face Daniel Bryan, I have Seth Rollins. That's a great pull, but yeah, winning winning the Rumble, looking at the uh, World Championship picture on Raw, and going. I could go dominate SmackDown, and then we get face Seth Rollins versus heel Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. 
Give it to me. Give it to me right, right. now. I right. love that's, it. That's, I love it. That's fun. Um, yeah, I I got to go with Rollins as well. Uh, I'm going to be super annoyed if for whatever reason we get Braun Strowman winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> because I feel like that's a card that Vince is like keeping in his back pocket. And he's like, well, he won the greatest Royal Rumble. Why wouldn't he win the real Royal Rumble? I'm, what if he came out with that horrible green <laughs> belt? That the he title won? we've never seen yeah. since that. What night? if he just he just came out with it like and thinks he has to defend it in the Rumble <laughs> somehow? Uh, <laughs> who's who's your MVP of the men's Rumble? Um, I I think the MVP is going to be Seth Rollins. But I could also see it being Kofi Kingston because, I mean, who who doesn't think that Kofi's an MVP of the Royal Rumble? Oh yeah, Kofi's always always doing something to to make you talk about him in the Rumble, so that's that's cool. I like that. What I have you? Andrade. Ooh, okay. I'd like to I'd like to see him enter early and, and last to maybe the final four. Yeah, and I think the best thing about Andrade is they have been really highlighting his ability. Yeah. Not so much his character, but more so I his mean, ability. So his two out of three falls math- match with Rey Mysterio on the go-home un- show of SmackDown. Unbelievable. I, like, like, I can't there even... Were, there, were, there were moves that I've never seen before. I can't even come up with that good of a match in my brain. The Ray Ray did a baseball slide... From the inside of the ring to the outside of the ring, and then sunset flip power bombed Andrade into the barrier. Like insane. And to say it out loud, it doesn't even phys- like the the physiology doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like so, he slid on his stomach out of the ring over Andrade's back, grabbed hold of his hips, and flipped him into the barrier. Phenomenal, dude! It was so much fun. I, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what people pull out here in the Royal Rumble. Um, Definitely. It's, we keep saying it, it's our favorite pay-per-view, but it really is something special because... How is this not everybody's favorite pay-per-view? I think it is. Like, between this and WrestleMania, but like, because all of the casual fans come in and they're like, oh my god, it's the Royal Rumble. Yeah, this is like... If you didn't watch WWE all year, right, you could always watch the Rumble and be ready for WrestleMania. You didn't have to watch anything in between, but you could see where things were going. You'd be like, oh, I remember when they were fighting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you could get it. Like, the, the Rumble is the is the, the beginning of the, the WrestleMania season. And I think I could argue that they've been extending that longer and longer now to include Survivor Series also. But yeah. Rumble is Rumble is the most exciting thing because you get to see where the new direction is going to be. Yeah. You literally are getting your WrestleMania main events. I'm stoked for it. Me too. I can't wait to watch together. I know. We haven't watched a Rumble together in what? A couple, two two years. years. Three years? Two years. The last time we watched a Rumble was AJ Styles' debut. So that was what, 2016? That was. Oh my God, we flew out of our seats it was great so uh <laughs> if you would like you could follow us on twitter and instagram at royally rumbled we'll be talking all about royal rumble there 
you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash royally rumbled. You can find us on YouTube, search royally rumbled podcast. And if you want to follow us individually, I, Jordan, am on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. And you could follow me, Robert, on Instagram and Twitter at Yezball. We're available on the following platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Overcast, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify. And if you listen to your podcasts on a different platform than the ones mentioned, go ahead, let us know, and we'll get on there just for you. We want to be easily accessible to all of our listeners, so please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And go ahead and leave us a review, because that'd be super nice of you. Yeah, and you know if you're if you're following us on Twitter, make sure that you are uh, at least voting in our greatest entrance music tournament because uh, that's going to be going on for a while. Hell yeah! <laughs> so the, they're super exciting matchups. Round two gets even more difficult to decide. So uh, I can't I can't wait for all of it to play out and and we could name definitively the greatest entrance music of all time yeah and there's been a lot of uh controversy over the songs selected and some being skipped over so maybe we'll even see how this goes and do another bracket and then Mm -hmm. have the winners of the both brackets face off it's very possible so stay tuned for all of that also um if you listened to our legacy spotlight series episode that was about the rated r superstar edge um thank you for one uh we'd love to hear your feedback on it we got some feedback on it it was all very positive everybody that that listened to it seemed to enjoy it a lot so we had thrown out there that we were going to do another one uh and we put up a poll on our twitter we let you guys vote on it for over a week and it was between John Cena, Rey Mysterio, and Chris Jericho. And Chris Jericho won by, I think, a million votes. <laughs> like a so, landslide. Yeah. <laughs> so our next Legacy Spotlight Series episode will be all about the WWE career of the GOAT, Chris Jericho. And also, one more quick thing. If you are a listener of the Omega Luke podcast, uh, your boys royally rumbled. We're in the finals of the Fantasy Booking League. They yeah, were really excited about that. We are going to be Fantasy Booking Andrade. So yeah, you know where to find us. You know where you can listen to us. You know where we're going to be uh, going in the future in 2019. So, for royally rumbled, I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. Thank you for listening. And make sure you check out Interspecies Wrestling. Boner Jam 4, <laughs> balls out. <laughs> but I mean, be sure to follow them on Twitter. Check out all their, their, their content. They're awesome. We wouldn't have sponsored them if we didn't think they were awesome. So definitely give them a follow and check it out. All right. We should probably end the episode finally. <laughs> probably. All right. Uh, so for Royally Rumbled, I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. Bye. Bye. And one more thing.